Welcome to the Commission Breadth Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale their business and not fall into the trap of commission breadth. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. Okay, welcome to episode 10 of Commission Breath. Tom, I missed you last week. That was an awesome solo episode you did. Thank uh, you, thank you. Set a new record amount of downloads, so I don't know what that says about me, but I'm proud of well, you. We just, we need a follow-up from you. That's all we need. <laughs> we need that mindset solo episode that I cannot do, so we're all counting on you, man. There you go. Well, I'll kind of dive into a little mindset piece right now, because I hear yes. a lot of people saying... You know, it's been a down year. I feel kind of crappy. I'm so slow, et cetera, et cetera, which is one, just a terrible way to think. Feeling bad about yourself every day is not the way to do it. But also like change your perspective, get a fresh lens on things. There are over 118 days left in the year. So almost a full third of the year left to rock and roll. So you can finish strong if you're on your own. But kind of what we've done is we actually just for all of you listeners, we just merged our business and Tom and I are now working together. Every deal flows to both of us. And so we treated this as the start of our year. And that renewed energy, fresh perspective, it's like coming into Jan 1, but we're coming in hot. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to say everyone has to merge their business, of course, like you do you. We've talked about this so many times. It's you got to collaborate, you got to join in with a partner and share ideas. That's what we've done, but we've just taken it to the extreme. We're like, hey, we complement each other with our skill sets. So let's merge our businesses together. Of course, this wasn't an overnight thing. Like we had been planning for this for quite a bit of time now. So now it's just come to fruition. And I think, what are we, seven days in, eight days? Yeah, August 21st, we merged on my daughter's birthday. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so things have been going like very, very good for the two of us. And, you know, I think going forward, like Brandon said, we treated this like day one. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, we're in September, doesn't matter if it's February, like we're treating this like day one, Q1, let's go, fire on on, uh, all cylinders. And it's funny because like I see a lot of spark now from other agents because it's now September. And I get like, take the summer to kind of relax, rejuvenate. I'm all for that. But meanwhile, you have agents in the background who have been just going at it all summer, that's your competition. That's going back to the collaboration versus competition. You have competition out there. Now is the time to gain market share. So let's just keep that going. Exactly. It's nice to take that breath, catch your stride again, but then you got to come out the gate swinging. And I know like when the calendar turned over into 2023, I was like kind of this like anxious feeling and Levio was like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're so weird. I'm at $0 in earning this year. And she's like, well, it's like a holiday, no mortgages closing today. And it was like two days later, my first deal funded and feeling went away. But I kind of had that feeling where I was like, hey, Tom and I don't have any business closing this week. And it was like, all right, let's go find it. And we have now got, I think it's a live deal a day. We're trending towards, we're already trending towards our goal that we had for 2023 and setting up the pace going into 2024. So it feels really good, but I also feel kind of that renewed energy and, you know, we're just pouring more gas onto the individual fires we set to build and competing within our business as well to see where those deals are coming from. Yeah, that's exactly it. Cause you don't want, it comes to the accountability piece too. You don't want to be that guy that's not producing while your partner is. So I think that's only going to help us going forward too. 
And it's not to say that everyone has to join together, but find something that makes yourself get that spark for the year and treat it like that Q1. So that's really our mindset piece on that. And what we're focusing on going forward from a leads perspective, because of course, like we're all about leads in this market, we want to highlight a lot of talk about leads. So for us, what we're doing is when we first migrated and had our chats before day one of new launch, we had in mind, we were going to do, okay, we want to focus on realtors, social FAs and Google business. Those were our four pillars. And right now we've sort of already taken two away because it was just a distraction for us. We know we get most of our business from realtors. So we're like, of course, we're not taking that out. That's like our main lead generation, but now we're sprinkling in social. So we're dividing and conquering. Like I'm mostly taking care of social. Brandon's mostly taking care of realtors. Me doing the social, I'm not just cranking out content. I'm doing the warm DMs. I'm connecting with realtors and funneling them into a booked call, a booked meeting with them. So that's all we're doing is focusing on those two things for leads. And I think that's what our listeners have to do too, is pick one or two things and just go all in on that for the rest of the year. Exactly. You kind of have this perfect window, 118 days from when this episode will come out. You can dive all in on something and you will absolutely crush it. I find like a lot of effort takes 60 to 90 days to see the results in this industry. So you do these moves now, you're going to see that start of 2024, you're going to have files lined up, ready to close, and it's going to feel really good. And, you know, it's nice to be able to trade off on some of these things. Sometimes felt a little bit like, crap, I got to put something on my social media today. It's been X amount of days and a little bit of pressure there, which pressure can be good for creativity. So I still do like that element there. But I also like logging on to Instagram and seeing your posts and knowing that you're just driving that. And then I can just say, you know what? I've got my hour. Let's bang out these calls. And I steer the thing I'm good at. You steer the thing you're good at. And ultimately, the ship points in the direction we want it to go. The other big piece to that, though, is like we're laying the foundation and the groundwork for, yes, the next 118 days. But also a lot of our conversations have been like, okay, What does this business look like for us in 10 years and having that long horizon so that we're putting the steps in motion now so that everything kind of points towards that direction. So you're not always recalibrating. You're just kind of slightly tweaking the direction. Yeah, exactly. And it's not saying that like whatever we developed and proposed to each other into our actual like master business plan, if you want to call that, that's not set in stone going forward. Like we're going to make tweaks along the way. Who knows, maybe in the future, I become the realtor guy, you become the social guy, like things can change. But I think the point is like stick to something for a longer period of time, pan it out, see how things go. If you need to pivot, you pivot. Exactly. Yeah. So what's your big push for the rest of the year? What is the one thing that you're going to do? Me? Me personally? Well, there's no one else here, so it's got to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if that was one of your like, hey, listeners. So for me... What I'm doing is specifically like, again, going back to the social is I'm posting Monday to Friday, one post, one story. So these are at least statements. So at least one post, at least one story. I'm doing five DMs. I'm doing five follows. And if I have spare time at other moments, I'll toss in some likes. I'll toss in some comments. Can't even believe I'm saying this because I hate social, but it actually works. And I think like over time, you're just going to throttle that up. And I think you got to start at a baseline 
And for me personally, like keeping up with the content has been tough because of course we've got, you and I have all this other stuff going on with Leadvine and there's just all these things we're building. So I think you got to start at that baseline and then gradually move that up and you're going to get more proficient and stuff. Like when I first started with the social stuff, if you go back to two years, yeah, maybe three years ago, I was starting out a YouTube channel. I was trying to do TikTok. Like I was kind of just going all over the place. And I even saw myself doing that again this time where I'm now going back to social. And for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to start banging out content for both TikTok and Instagram and then gradually move it out to other platforms. But then I quickly realized it was way too much to do both at once. So now I'm just doing Instagram, focusing in on one platform, and then I'm going to migrate that over to other platforms because if you're generating leads and you're getting more money in, you have more money to spend. So at that point, I'm going to spend more money and have maybe a social content manager, maybe an editor, someone that can plan my posts to post them across all platforms, and I'll have the money to do that from social. So that's the game plan there for me. What about you? So I kind of have an idea with you, but maybe you can elaborate. Yeah. So that just kind of what you said there reminded me back of when I had the farm. There's long rows. Okay. So you got like, take a quarter acre plots and certain ones you get kind of like tired or frustrated and you're just kind of like, it's called broadcasting. You're just like throwing seeds and you're hoping something comes up. And then other ones you're like meticulously gridding and it's like, there's nine inch spacing between each plant and both do yield results and you can harvest a shitload from both options. But when you have that specific focus and you're dialed in and you know, okay, it's nine inches here, it's nine inches that way, you know the form of what it's supposed to look like, firstly. And then it's so consistent in harvesting, and you just know you just go harvest, harvest, harvest. Like the flow is so much better and the outcome is so much cleaner. And mentally it feels that much better versus the broadcasting yes you're going to get a bunch of shit shoot up but you're like cutting through it you're hacking away at some weeds it's a lot harder to manage so like that spray and pray strategy that you had originally implemented now this time around you're so much more regimented on that side i like the piece you said there where you're setting your baseline it's not that you're going not going to increase it it's kind of like working out your first time big lifting guy so you maybe you lifted the bar now you probably throwing several plates on Still there <laughs> so you're going to keep scaling that up so same thing for me one thing i realized that like we touched on this in the ask video my minimum amount of asks per week was great for building you know the volume of business that i have which i'm proud of getting there but where i want to be requires me to also add those plates and my minimum asks scaled a little bit of the gates but then it flatlined so what i'm doing is first day of school when my daughter's back in school no interruptions i'm just ramping up my calls again i'm ramping up my asks and i'm just going to ramp that up just like you would a workout or running or anything like that just add more and more volume to it which in turn i know leads to results nice love it and i think the nice part about that too I mean, specifically with referral partners, like everyone's kind of in the same boat coming out of the summer, kids are in school. So they kind of expect these calls to happen and they're all on board too, because they want to grow their business. So I think when you do these asks, like if you're reaching out to a realtor, for example, like have something intertwined where you're giving them value as well to build their business. Because it's not just you that might be having production down this year, it's realtors too. So I think like right now, the biggest value add to a realtor is leads. And if you can mm -hmm. solve that problem, 
then I think you're going to be doing very well in the next couple of years. For sure. And going back to those asks, it's going to be for realtors, but it's also past clients as well. Yeah. So there's a draw because past clients, if you reactivate them, like I just reactivated a client this week. We did his renewal in December and he's like, hey, one of those dream waterfront properties came up. I want to capitalize on this. It's a big mortgage for our team, but also to go back to that realtor and be like, hey, client X has their sights on this $2 million property. And the realtor's like, well, nice. Thanks, man. Like, that's awesome. Like they're amped. So whether or not it goes through, doesn't matter. Like the realtor knows that the value is there. I was working the file in the background where, you know, maybe they kept in touch with them, sent them a Christmas card, a pumpkin at Halloween, things like that. But, you know, you never know if they lost touch with that person or things happen. So it brings the lead back to the surface for them. And I think that's the biggest piece. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, we touched on that, I think two episodes ago, somewhere around there. And it's just a tried and true method, man. It just works over and over. With some of those asks, are you going to be sprinkling in like Google reviews too? Because I know we had a little competition at one point where we were going to be competing against each other in terms of like how many Google reviews we can get. Because obviously we're starting from scratch with a new Google profile. That's kind of been on the back burner for me, to be honest. But I think like at some point, we'll definitely ramp that up. You still see those opportunities. Of course, you're going to ask for the reviews here and there, like that's streamlined in the process. But in terms of like actively seeking new people to get reviews. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm super competitive. So yeah, I have been working on my own Have you? Yeah. way to get those because I like to win. Yeah, I've been sprinkling that in there as well as like just touching base with like people who maybe reviewed my old page and be like, hey, how are things going? Hey, we're just starting this new thing. Can you leave a review here? Things like that, just to try to draw some over. So my goal is to get that Google page looking sexy, even though it's not priority number one. It's just yeah. something that like- It's something it, quick. It, it naturally fits into my existing efforts. So it's not like I'm going out of my way or- It's already in the client journey. Exactly. You, you don't have to reinvent it. And that's the same with me. Speaking of client journey, one thing I forgot to- I guess, edit or fix was I still have my same Yesware templates for the emails and embedded a link for the Google reviews everywhere is like my old profile. So I was like, last week I got two Google reviews that could have easily been for the North Shore group, but yeah, so I changed that going forward, but sucked. It's like, ah, so I'll probably ask the client like, Hey, I know you wrote me a review, but can you just copy and paste that and put it over 21? I would ask them, no harm, no foul, and and getting them to migrate it over. It's the kind of thing that people, when they're feeling good, they're happy about doing it. So, Oh, yeah. yeah, Especially when you can copy and paste it, too. It's easy. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's kind of the two big things. We like to keep it simple. I think simple works. You add too many layers. You just, it's like anything. If you make it too much minutiae, you're going to burn out doing it, and then you're going to stop. And then you have that whole downtime trying to like re-motivate yourself. Whereas right now it's just like, okay, we got 118 days. Let's go for it. And simple steps repeated daily. We're going to hit, if I scale my ask muscle going up to the end of the year, I'm going to hit 2024 making probably 10 times more calls than any other broker. You know, some guys like Steve Diment probably making a hundred calls a day. Yeah, he's the goal. Whatever his name is. But like, there's a lot of people who maybe make 10 calls a week. So like, yeah, ramping that up, I know I'm going to be drawing a ton of business in that way. Yeah, calls are not dead, man. They still work. 
At the end of the day, you're funneling people into a phone call anyways. So they still work. Yeah. So I guess we'll land the plane here, Brandon. Actually, for anyone listening, I've had a couple of people reach out and it's really, really cool seeing this. They're really pumped about the last episode on the, what I call it, the client journey leads machine. And they were pumped about like certain strategies that they're going to implement from that podcast. So if anyone's listening, I always love hearing if you're implementing any of that stuff, reach out to me on Instagram. And if you would so kindly leave us a review as well, that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you, everyone. And go crush the next 118 days. I promise it'll be you won. Let's go. Cheers. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.